0: Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This ongoing study of the Bible is designed to help and encourage us to draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions about the Bible or your walk with the Lord Jesus, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Paul's letter to Timothy is sent out of love and concern for the young minister, it may be that Timothy felt he was in over his head. As Paul begins in these opening verses to encourage Timothy, he reminds him of the day and time Timothy was set apart for God's service. Today on Drawing Near, we take a brief look at the gift of God referred to in verse 6. Let's take our Bibles and turn to Second Timothy chapter 1 as we study Stir Up the Gift. And in preparation for today's study, let's pray together. Father, as we come before you today, we recognize that we are entering into your presence. We know that we are always in your presence, that you are everywhere at the same time, that your spirit indwells us. But there's this sense that we are leaving this world or our present circumstance and entering into your presence. Father, we are humbled. We are awed, filled with wonder at who you are, at the knowledge that you have given to us about yourself. And yet, Father, through your Holy Spirit, because of faith in Jesus Christ through the gospel, we have an intimate relationship with you that we need to do our part in developing. We know you will always do your part. Father, you desire to work in us, make yourself known to us, work through us. Develop us, mature us in the faith. Help us, Father, to recognize these things that you do. And as we come before you, may you increasingly become more and more dominant in our thinking, in our understanding, in our lives, and we become less so. Guide us today in our study. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Second Timothy chapter 1, we are going to once again read verses 3 through 7. The repetition helps us to put these things in our minds. And as we do so, we're going to pay particular attention to the last two verses. Verse 3 says, I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did. As without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and then persuaded is in you also. Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Let's take a moment and remember. Paul is a real person. He has real concerns, even fears, worries. He is alienated. He is in prison, in chains. He is going to die very soon. He went to Jerusalem originally with the knowledge that he was not going to come out of his imprisonment, his chains. He was arrested in Jerusalem and moved from court to court until he ultimately ended up in Rome. And in Rome he will die. All of these things are weighing on him. Now, Paul's not in some modern-day prison. Paul is incarcerated in a first-century dungeon. He's alone. He's been somewhat abandoned. The people he treasures the most are out doing the work of the Lord, or at least should be. He's concerned about Timothy. Timothy, in their last visit, had departed from Paul in tears. The church at Ephesus, according to the book of Acts, when they said goodbye to Paul, there were much tears, clinging to his neck, those types of things. These are real people. They have real emotions, real pain, real tears, real hopes and dreams. Timothy is a young man, and like so many young men in various enterprises, he doesn't possess all of the confidence that he really needs. Maybe he's a little in over his head. And Paul is trying to encourage him. Paul is somewhat helpless in doing this. He has to do it through a letter. He can't grab Timothy, shake him, hold him, encourage him, smile at him. He has to write a letter. And this letter is written under the leadership of the Holy Spirit through Paul. And so Paul recounts in these verses the various things that are going on. He thanks God. He Tells Timothy, I remember you without ceasing in my prayers, night and day. There wasn't much else for Paul to do in prison than to pray. He says, I greatly desire to see you. I remember your tears. I want to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I recall your genuine faith. Paul has great confidence in Timothy. Paul has more confidence in Timothy and the Holy Spirit's work in Timothy than Timothy does. And so Paul is trying to reassure him and encourage him. We get down to verse 6. It says, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift which is in you through the laying on of my hands. This is the first time Paul tells Timothy to do something. He's obviously told him to do this before because he says, Therefore I remind you. (laughs) They might have had this conversation several times before. There are those who believe that Timothy was a timid individual, probably due to his youth. Not everyone who goes into the ministry, not everyone who is in public church service, has a great deal of confidence. Sometimes confidence comes with experience, but sometimes confidence comes with realizing who God is and His gifting in your life. We don't know Timothy, but Timothy is a real young man in a real ministry situation, and Paul's not there with him. And Paul says, therefore, I remind you, therefore, meaning because of this genuine faith that I remember, because of the affection I have for you, I remind you to stir up the gift which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Now, we don't know what this gift is. We don't know the process of Paul's laying his hands on Timothy and Timothy being gifted. We know from the first letter that there were elders involved in this they joined with paul in laying hands on timothy and timothy being ordained into the ministry there was a prophecy involved you can see all of that in first timothy if you would like to go back and look at it but paul is telling timothy he's not talking to god here he's talking to timothy and he says i remind you to stir up the gift of god which is in you through the laying on of my hands Timothy, God has given you a giftedness, maybe evangelism, maybe preaching, maybe he's talking about the gift of boldness, of power, of utilizing the strength that comes through the Holy Spirit. It doesn't have to be something supernatural. God gifts all of us. But this was a special gifting that came through the laying on of Paul's hands. And he says, I remind you to stir it up. It calls to my mind the language in Ephesians chapter 5 and in other places that we are to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit indwells every believer, but that doesn't mean the Holy Spirit that indwells us is in full control, or we are aware and surrendered to his leadership in a full way all the time. And so Paul says, Timothy, stir this gift up. Literally, fan this gift into flame. We can't assume that Timothy's gift had waned, had died out. Paul may be saying the circumstances out there require you to even make this blaze more in your heart and life. Timothy doesn't have to be timid necessarily, although verse 7 tells us he might be. Paul says, I want you to stir it up, fan this gift into flame. How do you do such a thing? Well, I think part of it is remembering. Remembering what God has done, remembering who you are in God, remembering God's call in your life, his gifting you, and then recommit yourself to being and doing. It's amazing how we can grow through intensified prayer, through intensified study of God's word. Sometimes we just need to slap ourselves in the face and get to work. I don't know what Paul is thinking about here. But he's definitely calling Timothy to stir this thing up, to be more intense, more impassioned, more inflamed in utilizing his giftedness for God. This gift came from God. God's going to help you stir it up. I want to remind you to do this, to not let it ebb and flow, but to continue to be diligent. And then we're told, and we'll look at this in our next study, We're told in verse 7, for God has not given us. He doesn't say, for God has not given you. He says, us. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. He just said, God has given you a gift. Now he says, God has not given you a spirit of fear. What has God given us? A spirit of power and of love and a sound mind. Those are important words, and we need to look at them in detail. God has called you to Jesus Christ. You have responded by faith, I hope. If not, you need to. And in God's call to your life, he has gifted you with things that are to be brought into the body, that help you to serve the body of Christ. He's done that in other people's lives for you. We need to use these things. That's part of fanning them into flame. We need to grow in these areas of our life so that we can even more utilize and share the gift of God with other people. This applies to us. And we need to not be timid or shy. We need to understand who God is. We need to understand who we are in Christ Jesus, where we are to serve and how we are to serve. And if we don't understand that, then we need to talk to the pastor. We need to engage in a dialogue so that we can understand these things. But God has a place of service for all of us. And he has equipped us for that place of service. We need to fan it into flame and get to work. Father, thank you for your words. Thank you for this passage. I pray, Lord, that in these brief minutes that we share together, you would use this to stir us up, to awaken in our minds and our hearts the truths of your word, and to get us out of our homes, out of our chairs, into the ministry, serving and working and doing for you, because the time is short. Jesus is going to return. We need to be found faithful. Help us, Father, to do that. You've called us to study and to pray, but you've called us to do more than simply study and pray. You've called us to serve. And Paul says in verse 3, I thank God whom I serve. Timothy served. We need to serve. Help us to do that, Father. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are shared. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the promise that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.